All right, guys, we have Sammy Kosa here with us today. Hello. Sammy, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, thank you so much, Aaron, for having me on your podcast. I am honored. So my name is Sammy Kosa. I am, first and foremost, a child of God. I love Jesus. Uh, I am a husband to my amazing wife, Natalia, for 14 years. Um, I have four children uh, between the ages of 2 to 12. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, business owner, um, love people, and excited to be on the podcast today. Yeah. So, Sammy, looking back at our history together over the past year or so, one thing that has been coming up here lately has been capacity. Mm. Talking about how God has different capacities for each one of us, how to recognize that, how to operate in it. And we all know sometimes that God decides he's going to stretch us past our capacity because he knows better than we do. So we're going to start off with what is capacity to you? Great question. Uh, Well, I think we've all heard the phrase that God will never give you more than you can handle. And I don't believe that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I believe God will give you more than you can handle so that you can depend on him and rely on him. So I guess in a nutshell, capacity is um, the level or the level of threshold that, uh, that you believe that you can withstand um, before God takes you to the next level. <laughs> and yes. so um, growth, I believe capacity is growth. Uh, I really, the imagery that I always think of when I think of capacity is just like a balloon. The more that you blow into it, the, the bigger it expands. Um, and that's just like your capacity. I believe that the more trials that you go through, the more life experience, uh, or storms that you go through, um, the more that your capacity expands as well. Yeah, very true. Mm-hmm. So what is a time where you felt stretched beyond your capacity that you saw? <laughs> uh, well, I've, I can narrow it down to a couple, but um, I think being a dad uh, was definitely a very capacity-stretching season for me. Um, and that's not to say because my ki- my kids were, you know, bad in any way, shape or form. Um, it just really exposed my own selfishness yeah. being a father. Uh, and uh, so there'd be a lot of moments where I would, you know, after a long day of work, which is actually easy, <laughs> I, would, yeah. I would come home and have to walk right back out to take a little break um, just because it was tough. And so definitely being a dad... Um, like I said, I have four kids, but uh, definitely with my first two children, once again, amazing daughters, um, but just exposing my own selfishness um, was really tough, really hard, um, really brought to the place of, you know, bring brought to my knees, uh, repentance a lot of times, um, feeling like I'm a failure, feeling like I can't, you know, live up to what a father looks like um, was really tough. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely one season um, and, you know, still growing through that and definitely way better, but um, still having to rely on the Lord for that. Uh, and secondly is um, is health struggles. Uh, I think that we all have things that we we can struggle with. And for me particularly, it was just neglecting my health. Um, not not on um, not on purpose, um, but realizing that my normal wasn't actually normal for a lot of years yes. and thinking it was. And then it was brought to my attention after <laughs> not being able to get off the floor um, that, wow, this isn't normal. I shouldn't be feeling this kind of pain or I shouldn't be feeling this way. 
Um, so that definitely affects a lot of areas of your life when your health struggles and um, you know having to be the main source of provision for your family, obviously the Lord being the ultimate provider, but carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders um, can be really tough, especially when you're struggling physically. Yeah. Um, so I can definitely think of those two seasons of my life um, that were pivotal in really having to depend on the Lord to get me through those tough seasons. In the season that you mentioned of walking in and out the door, <laughs> when you walked into fatherhood, yeah, what did... <clears throat> excuse me what did what were your thoughts when you walked into fatherhood that sat there and kind of gave you that false expectation that your children were just going to bow down and kiss the <laughs> you walk in the door like all of us think before we have children well i just thought i was going to be the world's best dad like <laughs> come on i mean i love people i always have a great time with people so i just thought my kids would just respect me and <laughs> you know the same level of level of respect i have in the workforce that i would just you know they would just be obedient and, and all that stuff but i would say for me the hardest part wasn't even that it was uh, particularly with our first daughter and she's i mean she's incredible she's the one that woke up at like 6 a.m. and cut the grass. Right? Yes, she's yeah. yeah, she's come a long way since her first two <laughs> years of life. But um, no, I, being a new dad, she just never liked to be cuddled with or held. Mm. So as a dad having a daughter for uh, the first child who just was not affectionate at all, that broke me. I remember <laughs> so the night before her first year of life, I she was asleep in the crib and I just I was there over her crib and I just bawled my eyes out. I'm like, I just want you to love me, you know, and why don't you love me? And, uh, so that broke me because I'm like, this is not what I expected. I thought I would just have cuddle. I love to cuddle. So I thought I'd just have this daughter that just loves to be held and cuddled. And instead, she just was super independent. And she still is. But mm -hmm. God has really refined her uh, for that independence to be, just like you mentioned, waking up at six before yeah. all of us. She does chicken duties and cuts the grass and she bakes them up literally by the time I'm up she's worked outside in, the, in our little farm that we have with our chickens she cuts the grass and she has like gluten-free muffins <laughs> ready for the whole family I'm like well thank you now for being independent because you can do all those things but at one and two when that's your first daughter and all you know is is independence um it's hard so that broke that's me a, for sure yes it is it is very <laughs> difficult because so expectations were just off Yes, and and um, what I feel like personally that society shapes our expectations for sure. So uh, in the workforce that, or the the job that I'm in, I am usually the one that has the answers. Mm -hmm. I'm usually the one that people come to and say, "Hey, you know, I've got this, this, and this problem, right. so I need you to fix that." Totally. Okay, cool. And then you have these little people who are <laughs> totally dependent on you. Yes, that you're like, and you don't know what's the right answer. Yeah, because I'm like. <sighs> No, what do you need? And then you're standing over the crib, right? Bawling your eyes out yeah. because it's like, I just want you to hug me. And they're looking at you like you're crazy. Right, for sure. So in those seasons um, <laughs> of not being able to get off the floor on the health side of it and God refining you in the parenting side of it, how did you lead your family through that seasons or those seasons to get where you are now? Because now you have a beautiful family with daughters and sons who are, you know, being raised in the Lord, mm -hmm. with a little farm with a bunch of chickens that we all play with, <laughs> yeah. you know, with with this family that now has, I feel like, just being around you guys, have come through so much and are 
and your family is in such a good position now. How mm. did you get here? Well, I appreciate that. So that's encouraging to hear because <laughs> we're, we're still in the midst of it. Not so much with our two olders, uh, but our two youngers, for sure. Um, a lot of, there's still a lot of training happening yes. in our house. So we're definitely not done. And I, I don't think we'll ever be done, to be honest, because God's constantly working on us. Yes. Um, I wish I could say that I learned this a lot sooner. So for those that are listening that are maybe the leader of their house in a relationship or have kids, um, but I had to get really good at communicating with my family. Yeah. Um, it took me well over, well, probably a decade into my into my marriage to finally be open and honest with my wife about struggles that I had and uh, maybe some animosity that I was holding towards mm. her or bitterness that I didn't even realize, realize was there because she did this to me or she's the one yeah. that wanted the kids. And, uh, and obviously we both did, but um, she wanted them sooner and you know, all that <laughs> stuff. So, yeah. um, but it wasn't until about our 10th year of marriage that we just got real honest uh, and I was able to just open up um, and ask her to keep me accountable. And the cool thing is, um, and also very difficult at the same time, is your kids keep you accountable. Yeah. Um, so actually engaging and inviting them into your conversations at an age appropriate, in an age appropriate way where they can understand as well. But, um, you know, I'm currently reading a book called Habits of the Household. And the author says that you become your habits and your kids become you. Mm. And that is uh, kind of scary. Um, but it can also be very empowering and exciting to know the example that you have with your children. And that's something that we really convey to our kids is the importance of communication. Yeah. So to answer your question, how do you get through those difficult seasons? I would say first and foremost is learn how to communicate with those that uh, love you most, which is your family, uh, and invite accountability into your life with them. Number two Along the, that same line is accountability with your fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord um, that you respect, whether it's a mentor or just a close friend, someone that you can be open and honest with, and asking them to keep you accountable uh, and having that open relationship with community is huge. We've been created for community. Uh, and not, so don't neglect that when life is tough. I think we, we tend to. We want to get in our own little shell um, and throw a pity party without really realizing it yeah. is. But uh, ask for help. Iron sharpens iron. And there's a lot of wisdom and a council of advisors. Um, so inviting um, help into your life is huge. I believe that a lot of men um, believe the lie that vulnerability is a weakness. Yes. But I truly believe vulnerability is a strength. I mean, we personally together have seen addictions shattered. Yep. We've seen um, generational curses broken because of vulnerability Yes. among men. And so um, it's okay to, yeah, it's so funny. It's okay to admit that you're not perfect because everyone knows that you're not. Because I'm not, right. you're not, no That's one right. is. That's true. And so we just need to throw away the, the facade or the, the masks that we have it all together because we don't. And the more, the sooner you can admit that, the better I think your outcome in life will be. Uh, and then lastly is, um, number one is prioritizing God's word. Yeah. And not neglecting your time in the word, neglecting your time uh, and building your relationship with the Lord. I have always seen that in the in the midst of life's toughest seasons or trials, um, when I was outside of God's word is when I felt the worst uh, and the weakest. But whenever I reminded myself, and uh, usually my wife needing to remind me that God's <laughs> word is a safe place and a safe yeah. haven and our source of strength and energy, um, that's how to get through the toughest times is God's word. Refreshing me, reminding me, 
um, and just continue to build that relationship with Jesus. Yeah. You mentioned a uh, decade in, you yeah. know, getting honest with your wife. One thing that my wife and I talked about early on was how I would walk around with this facade and this mask on kind of touching on the vulnerability too with the fact that I had no insecurities. Right. What are you talking about? Like, I have no insecurities. I've got it all under control. Oh, we'll just we'll just work on your insecurities right. and we'll focus on You're you. You're the issue. Right. So, like, <laughs> we don't have to talk about me because I, I got it all together. But yeah. in, all, in all reality, I've got all this these broken pieces inside that I'm trying to put together myself. Right. Because if you read God's Word, you understand that you weren't created to be alone. Right. Even in the garden, we weren't created to be alone. Right. And you realize that only He can put you together. Right. But the start of all that is being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Is being vulnerable to a point of saying, God, I, I don't have it all together. Like, going to Him first, because He is our true source of strength. But then also going to, you know, if you're married, you go to your spouse and... If you have, um, and I would encourage everybody to have those those close friends around you mm-hmm. that you can be held accountable with. Right. You know, the the way I look at, especially the New Testament with the disciples, Jesus had 12 friends. Right. And that's not the crowd. You know, there were thousands of people right. that got fed that day, but there was 12 disciples. Right. And inside of that 12, there was three. Right. So Jesus shows us by example that we need to have those that core group of friends around us mm-hmm. so that way we can lean on and glean from wisdom, accountability, ironing, sharpened iron or iron, sharpened iron. Right. You know, and communicating to, in all those different scenarios will lead to you having freedom and being able to overcome. Like you were talking about all the chains that we've seen broken over the past, you know, year or so, um, have come from just opening up. Yep. And just understanding that, society is the one who told men that you've, you're supposed to have it all together. Right. Like, you're not allowed to be vulnerable because that's weakness. Like, right. that's, that's a woman thing. Like, you shouldn't be vulnerable, <laughs> right? But in all reality, it's a human thing to oh, be absolutely. vulnerable. Because all of us are broken in one way or another, mm-hmm. and we all are imperfect, so we all have to fight off the enemy. And the only way to truly do that is with God first and foremost, mm-hmm. and then with people around us. 100%. You know, looking at Proverbs, it talks about men standing in the gates having conversations. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not alone, right. right? When Jesus went to the garden the night before he was crucified, he didn't go alone. Right. He went with his brothers. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a picture of overcoming difficult circumstances comes from having that community around you. Right. Um, my wife and I walked through a journey of trying to find a church. Um, when we relocated and when we did that it was a very lonely season Mm -hmm. it was a very hard season because in those seasons where we didn't have that community Mm -hmm. we didn't have those brothers and sisters surrounding us um, encouraging us uh, building us up pointing out areas where we could work on we just had each other Mm -hmm. and in our reality you know I say all I need is my wife but understanding too that God made us for more than that, right? He, he created us for that community. So I would encourage all the listeners today to to find that church, to find that core group of people, of both fellow believers that can hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, because if 
if you're surrounded by the world, the world's going to tell you that, you know, seven ways to self-help and it's going <laughs> to encourage you to, to find the answers yourself. Right. But God says, no, I am the answer. Right. Go find my people that I have put my Holy Spirit in and all of you people together will form a community. And in that community is camaraderie, mm-hmm. um, encouragement, right. the things you need to overcome the life struggles right. that we talked about. What I, yes, 100%. When I think of the word encourage, it actually means to place courage in someone else mm. when you're encouraging someone. And so 100% when I think of the question that you asked me, like, how do you get through those hard times? Well, I think we believe that we're alone, and that's a lie. That's a lie from the enemy, that we are not alone in the trials. And so, yes, God's word, number one, being in his presence, uh, family, friends, community, accountability, uh, all that speaks to is getting outside of your inward focus and go out. Seek help, get encouragement, um, be vulnerable, be open, be honest, and that's where I believe a lot of breakthrough can happen. Yeah. And understanding, too, about the being vulnerable part. One last point about that, and then we'll go to the next question. Um, God will put people in your life Mm -hmm. that you will be able to be open and honest with, and it doesn't turn into a drama session. It doesn't turn into a gossip session. It doesn't turn into a Facebook post. Like it's. You have that safety inside of his community to be able to be open and vulnerable and understand that you're there to get help, Mm -hmm. to have breakthrough, and not have to worry about being a topic of a Facebook post or something like that. 100%. Because I think that's a lot of the things that we see nowadays go on. be fear. Yes. Yeah. Be fear and vulnerability, and that's part of the reason why we don't do that. Yeah. So, I mean, what casts out fear is love. Mm -hmm. Perfect love. Love is found in... Jesus and in his church and his community. Mm -hmm. So, looking back now, specifically in the season of fatherhood and hell, Mm -hmm. what did, what are a couple examples of how you saw God's hand working in those different seasons? Are there Mm -hmm. any particular moments or thoughts you have about that? Great question. Um, Well, I I firmly believe that God's word, all of it is true. Uh, and um, in that is uh, a verse that I have clung out to or clung to um, constantly in all seasons of life, and that's Romans eight twenty eight that says, "And we know that in all things God works together for the good of those that love Him and been called according to uh, His purposes." And so, um, yeah, I can look back now in my fatherhood season, and we've talked about this, but every season has a purpose. Yes, um, you know we're now in the autumn months. Um, it's beautiful. The weather is, is cooling off a bit. Um, as someone who never encountered seasons before, yeah. uh, living on the West Coast, um, I'm like, whoa, this is amazing. Um, and, you know, so there's there's purpose in fall. And then we see the leaves. They're slowly dying. It's beautiful, the colors and, and all that. But then inevitably winter happens. Yes. Um, and that can be tough because everything is dead. Yes, <laughs> it's yes. barren. It's dead. And I remember my first winter... Um, my first real winter ever a couple years ago, um, I could not fathom the thought or the reality of visually seeing like plants come back to life, mm-hmm. trees coming back to life, just life period. Because for three, four five months, winter brought death. Mm-hmm. But sure enough, spring rolls around and we see life and there's a purpose in the winter and there's a purpose in spring. Um, and then summer happens and then the cycle happens all over again. And it was pretty amazing that in the reality of seeing seasons shift and change 
all around me, it all pointed back to Jesus. Yeah. And so I think full circle, looking back, Romans 8, 28, looking back on my past, um, I see that it all points to Jesus. Yeah. That I wouldn't be who I am today, and I am far from who I want to be, but I'm proud of who I've become just because Jesus has always been in the midst of it all. Mm-hmm. And it all points back to him. So to answer your question, um, I'm so grateful. I have no regrets of hard times. Um, maybe regret how I responded or reacted, but I'm grateful that they happened because we wouldn't be the men that we are today. Right. I don't think that we would encounter the growth that we've had to encounter. Um, I just had a conversation a couple days ago with Audrey. She is 10 years old. Uh, and we talked about the concept of, of strengthening your faith and building your faith. And uh, just talked about how that equates to going to the gym. And if I asked her, Does she know, do you know how you grow muscles at the gym? And she's like, no. And so I explained the, the concept of breaking down your muscles to rebuild them stronger and to make them bigger and, and all that stuff. And, and she was so amazed by that concept. I'm like, well, the same is true with our faith, that we need to be broken sometimes. We need to be expanded, capacity to be grown. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our faith to to get bigger, you know, um, to be expanded and to get stronger. And so, yeah, I wouldn't be the man I am today or my wife, the woman she is today, uh, if it wasn't for those trials in our lives. So they all serve a purpose. Every season has a purpose. So our approach now is not to rush through seasons, but to embrace those seasons um, because they all, one, they all point to Jesus, and two, they all serve a purpose. Yeah. And coming from the South, we never had seasons. We yeah. had really, really, really hot, and then we had January. And January <laughs> was cold, and still had mosquitoes. So oh, it was all gosh. it was all horrible. But we, um, my wife and I were having a discussion the other day about how living in the South doesn't tr- doesn't really give you a true depiction of what seasons are. Right. Um, we were also looking at a map of just the United States and like when she loves fall. So we were looking at all things. Oh, fall. me too. And there's a map that you can go on to find when the peak fall time is mm. everywhere. And just understanding that God does have a purpose and a plan for every season. Right. You know, and there's, there's good times. There's for children, right? There's the blessing of them even being here. Right. And right. then there's the winter of the sleepless nights, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's, there's ebbs and flows and there's seasons and then you see the growth of yourself through them all. You know, you see the hard times where you may have experienced loss or you may have experienced uh, job loss or something, something along those lines, some hard time. But then coming on the other side of that, you see God's hand in, well, if this wouldn't have happened, then where I'm at now could have never happened either. Right. And um, Jesus, mm-hmm. right, whenever he was walking through his earth for the 33 years that he was here, we saw in his ministry for those three years how he knew the end Mm -hmm. before he had even been born. Mm -hmm. So he already knew what was going to happen. But yet he walked every day going through all the things that he went through, all the highs and the lows, right? So standing, um, standing there at the wedding, turning water into wine in those high moments or sitting there or kneeling in, um, the garden praying before he was about to be crucified and sweating blood mm-hmm. in all of those times there was this there's a reason and a purpose for right. it um and understanding that god doesn't do anything on accident no not at all and everything that he does is for his glory and it's for to take care of his children 
And even though it may be difficult, Mm -hmm. we can rest in the knowledge that our, our creator who formed us out of the dust knows our frame, knows who we are better than we do, knows the hair on our heads mm-hmm. and he will take care of us mm-hmm. you know what does it say seek first the kingdom of god right seek him first because he's the one that owns everything anyways right it's all um, yeah it's that that's difficult to do during a hard time mm-hmm. but look at job the the one thing that didn't make sense to do was to cry out to god who allowed everything to happen right. But what happened at the end of the story? He got it all back. Got it all back more. Yeah. Because he was faithful. He persevered mm-hmm. um, to the end. Yeah. So we've talked about scripture. We've talked about communication. Is there any other tips you would give the listeners that feel stretched beyond their capacity at this moment in the season they're in? Um. Yeah. I mean, have grace with yourself for sure. Um, I think that when we're facing trials or, or storms of life, however you want to define it, um, we can tend to feel like we have to have it all together yeah. uh, on our own. And um, something I, I constantly try to remind myself is I want the loudest voice in my life and in my mind to be the Holy Spirit. And typically in hard times, it's usually my own voice mm-hmm. or the voice of the enemy <laughs> with that cast doubt, discouragement, uh, all that junk that you know we shouldn't dwell on. And so just a reminder to have grace with yourself um, being God's word, um, laugh more, <laughs> don't take life so seriously, I think is huge as well. My wife and I remind us of that, remind ourselves of that all the time. Um, take a break, you know, pause, go out for a walk. Like I, I we talked about this uh, before, but I think a lot of our problems not are not necessarily external problems, but they can be problems internally in our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fear, that can be stress and anxiety and, and worrying about the future um, or, or things like that and, and others. But um, I think you need to um, just remind yourself and having a spouse that can, can be there or brothers or sisters uh, to remind you of that is so key to just take a step back sometimes and breathe, uh, pause, um, Right, we we had a, a sermon recently that we listened to about uh, just being quiet sometimes. Yes. Be still and know that God is God; He's in control. Yes. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot, but I think that when you go through difficult situations, for me personally, I'm overwhelmed by like a to do list of like I gotta do this, this, this kind of like the self help stuff. Yes. I get overwhelmed by that. In the end, I think it's just going back to Jesus and yeah, yeah. Uh, and being reminded to sit, to be still, and to know He's in control, and He yeah. definitely is. Yeah. That, that sermon talks about, that we listened to, talked about how God was in the small, still whisper, mm-hmm. not in the flames and the hurt or in the earthquakes right. and all the th- He was in the small voice, right. how easy it is for the enemy to, to bombard us with all right. this noise of life. Yeah. But someday he's taking that walk and hearing that bird chirp. Yeah. Or, or sitting there and looking at your children while they're sitting there playing and understanding that God gave you such a blessing. Right. Um, just in the everyday things in life can bring such peace and freedom and victory if we just realize that God is in it all. Right. And that, Absolutely. And I think listeners, including myself and you and you know you as well, I think we all just need to be reminded it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know that God's mercies are new every single morning. Just like we talk about the the purpose of seasons. Um, 
the sun came out this morning. It did. It'll come out again, unless it's winter, but <laughs> the sun will come <laughs> out. Um, no matter how crazy today was, uh, how chaotic or whatever, guess what? Joy comes in the morning. There's a new beginning every single day. Um, and of course, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. So I think we need to be reminded of these. We need to be reminded of God's word. Yes. You know, so I encourage those people that might be, you know, in a capacity stretching season or in a trial right now that it, it really is going back to the basics. Yeah. And in the end, Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Yes. You know, because society now will bombard you with, like you said, uh, all the books. Read this book, you. read that yeah. book, listen to this podcast. And in all reality, <laughs> it's like Jesus is the answer to right. it all. We just have to read his word we have to get in community we have to be around brothers and sisters in christ who will hold us accountable and encourage and lift us up and we do that for them Mm -hmm. um how many times personally speaking i have found encouragement by when we were in tough conversations with other people and god spoke through me Mm. to other people Mm -hmm. and i sit back on the way home i call my wife and i'm like i needed to hear that right right? like I needed that encouragement, even though it was coming out of my voice, it was the Holy Spirit actually speaking to me as well. Oh, for sure. And the cool thing about recording this episode right now, Aaron, is I'll probably listen back to it in a couple months to remind myself. Yeah. The the very same words I'm using to encourage will actually be used to encourage myself. Yes. Because we all need it. We do. We we need that, that, that encouragement that comes from the victory found in Christ. Right. Like... The victory to be able to look at that sunrise and understand that God's uh, mercies are new every morning. Right. You know, we're not left um, with no hope. Right. We're left. Uh, Jesus sent the helper to us right. whenever he uh, ascended. Mm-hmm. And so now that Holy Spirit lives within us, right. giving us the encouragement, illuminating his word to us, so that way we can walk with victory through the trials and when we feel stretched and we feel like we can't take another step in our reality, it's you couldn't take a step without Christ anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. but his strength, his strength inside of you, uh, prepare, propels you forward. Yep. So that way you can keep pressing forward. Yeah. I agree hundred percent. My, uh, one of my favorite verses, and then we'll go to the last question is in Philippians. When Paul talks about, um, forgetting what is behind, mm. I strain forward to the high calling, which mm-hmm. is Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because isn't it true that sometimes we have to forget about the fact that we're not perfect <laughs> and the failures that lie behind us, the enemy usually shouts at us and right. tries to hold us back. But in all reality, like you just mentioned, we're all new creations right. when we're in Christ. So we forget about that junk that holds us down from the past and understand his mercy was new today. Mm-hmm. We're gonna wake up and we're gonna walk in it and have that freedom to understand that he's going to be there and his mercy and his grace and his forgiveness is always there. Mm-hmm. So Good. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that all is wrapped up in um, what my final, I guess my final answer would be to encourage those listening is to keep an eternal perspective. Um, I think that I am a firm believer that nothing happens without it first filtering through God's love. Just like we talk about Job. Yes. Um, and there's a purpose in the pain and um, and all that. Um, but I really find myself being reminded the most about heaven when life is tough. Yes. yes. <laughs> when life is good and you're on cloud nine, you want this place to be heaven. Um, and oftentimes God uses, I've seen personally, I'm only speaking personally in my own life, 
tragedies, hard times, discontented seasons, whatever that may look like, to remind myself, oh my gosh, this is not my home. Yeah. And I lost focus along the way. And so keep that eternal perspective gives you hope. Yeah. You brought up earlier when you and I were talking before we started recording this that um, it's in the moment when it's easier should be the moment you're preparing. Yeah. Not the moments that the storm's upon you. I think right. hurricane season coming yeah. from the Gulf. Right. It's you see the hurricane a week out and it's right. like, oh, we need a generator, right? Yeah. We need all these things. It's not like, hey, it's five minutes from landfall and it's 100 miles per hour wind outside. It's too late. That storm will overtake you. Yes. Yeah, the way to get through and grow through a storm is to prepare before it arrives. Yes. And I've often heard you're either entering a storm, you're in a storm, or you're exiting a storm. And that's kind of the cycle of life. And so if you find yourself not in a storm right now, know that one is coming, not to sound like bleak or anything like that, but it's life. A storm will come, but now's the time to prepare for it if you're not currently in it. Yes, very much so. So wrap this up. Last question. What is victory to you? Mm, That's a great question. I would say victory to me is being faithful to what God has called you to and to persevere until the very end. And I mentioned that part, the very end, because I've seen a lot of people, personally in my own life, that for a season, they are good. But I think victory is is persevering and being faithful for a lifetime. Yes. Um, and obviously, all roads, it's so funny, like, you can be distracted and lose focus along the way, but in the end, all roads lead back to Jesus. And so, same thing, who was the faithful one until the end? Jesus. Who persevered until the very end? Jesus. And I believe as children of God, that's what we're called to as well. So I would say victory is, yeah, being faithful to what you've been called to, whether that's being a husband, being a dad, being a business owner, being faithful. God has called you to to be an ambassador and to be a leader in whatever he's called you to. Um, So be faithful there is victory. And then persevering until the very end is how I would define victory. Yeah. I think of um, calling. Um, I think of Abraham. Mm-hmm. Who, who was in some town in the middle of the <laughs> Middle East, and God spoke to him and said, Abraham, I will make you a father of many nations. Right. And then just watching the progression of Abraham and seeing the ups and downs of his life, but seeing the one who was always faithful right. was God. And seeing how even when Abraham strayed, God was still there with him. Mm-hmm. And Abraham came back and followed Christ mm-hmm. and now we have, like, because of Abraham's faithfulness, we had Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, we had David. We had all these patriarchs of the faith and all these right. wonderful blessings that came from this man's faithfulness where God created him and where God um, placed him. Mm-hmm. And in our lives, God placed us in our families. God right. placed us in our communities. Right. And with that, um, we'll wrap it up, but... One last encouraging word would be to find that community that as you're going through those hard times, you can lean on, you can glean from, you can sit there and not be alone in the fight because the enemy likes to pick off those who are alone. Right. And he likes to put us in positions where we are alone. Right. So find those brothers and sisters in Christ, find that church, find that community that can hold you up through the storm and dive into the word, get close to Christ and Stay close to him so that way you can endure to the end. 100%. All righty. Love it. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Sam. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. The best is yet to come.